0: let's meet, for the very first time, Justin. Hello, Justin. Yeah. <laughs> nice to meet you. Okay, I'm Lindy. I'm Miguel. Thanks. Miguel, nice to meet you. Deep breath. We got this.
1: Yeah, 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 for sure,
0: for sure. We got
1: this. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Married to Reality. It's the Married at First Sight edition. I'm your co-host, John, here with my wife and co-host. It's the one and only Teresa sitting right there. <sighs>
2: <laughs> you threw be up. Hello, everyone. How's everyone doing? It's
1: the one and only Teresa sitting right there across the desk from me.
2: Very true. I
1: wish we had like a real desk. Wouldn't that be nice if we had a walnut desk, a nice wood desk? We have full disclosure here. We have a foldable <laughs> uh, beer pong slash podcast slash nacho holder for when we watch the <laughs> Super Bowl. It is. This is not. This is not anything to write home about. If you guys watched the video, the little video we put out of us setting up and doing the pod, you saw the table in all its glory.
2: Yeah, but it's easy to just shove it under the bed.
1: (laughs) Fold it up, shove it under, and call it an evening. But not now. Right now we're going to do what we set the desk up to do, which is to podcast about maths And, Teresa, I know you didn't love the last episode. You said you're not a big fan of when everyone does the same thing over and over. And Dr. Pepper comes in and has a tea and enough is enough. How would you feel about this episode?
2: This was a little better.
1: Okay, so you
2: liked it. Because they were doing different, same but different, different places. Mm -hmm. It was just a little, it was structured differently. It wasn't like... This Dr. Pia going to every single person's house the first time we see them. Like DP did that, right?
1: Dr. Pu went to everyone's apartment. Yes,
2: but it wasn't like so structured. So we don't start with it ah, for right, every right, couple. Right. And then they do different things. They do the exercise differently and everyone has a little something else, okay. right? And so this was great. All right. I Ooh. just don't like when it's like the same thing. It's like repeat, repeat, I hear, repeat. Yeah. A little
1: bit of a broken record.
2: Yes, but right. this was good. Well, this I got I got big
1: thoughts about this episode. So oh, yeah. buckle up on that side of the desk over there. Before we get into it, before I share my big thoughts, let me share some housekeeping with you. Please follow us on Instagram. It's the place to be. It's the place where you get all of our news. You get all of our memes. You chat with us, which is fun for us. I hope it's fun for you. It's happening at Married to Reality Pod on Instagram. That's where it's always happening. So make sure you get over there. If Teresa hasn't responded to your message yet? Come here, let me slap your wrist. Where's your wrist? Let me slap it. There you go. I slapped her <laughs> wrist and she's going You really
2: slapped me, guys. Gonna,
1: ah, that was hardly a slap. That was a love tap.
2: Okay. Okay.
1: But she is going to respond to you ASAP. Don't you worry. So send us those messages. Flood our inbox. Let's chat. Let's have a good time. Let's talk about these shows at Mary Pod on Instagram. Also, having a good time and you can chat with us as well on Patreon and not saying, but just saying- Therese is a little bit better about responding to those Patreon messages.
2: I'm good.
1: You, uh, yeah, you, we get notified. We got the app, so we figured it out. We can respond a little bit quicker to you guys over there on Patreon, patreon.com slash married to reality. And we are covering the single life primarily, which is a, I don't even, I don't even have a word to describe the single life. It is,
2: it's, I love it.
1: It's its own thing. It's unique. I love it. I love it so much. Give me more Caesar. That's all I want. Also Natalie. Oh my gosh. Just give me anyone who loves Ukraine because they seem to just put on the best television. I can't get enough of those two. They're all good. I don't need to see Debbie rolling around in the hay. That's and so I walked in my parents I walked in on my parents once. That was enough.
2: Oh gee. I'm just kidding. Oh gee. I did not. But. I did. Did you? Oh my gosh. Several times. What?
1: Several yeah. times?
2: When I was a kid. Hello. I had an issue sleeping alone for a while. <laughs> Well, and I, I think your like, parents
1: have an issue sleeping alone, too, if you know what I'm saying.
2: Well, then eventually they started locking their doors Smart. and I started camping outside of their door. Lo- you are door.
0: weird.
2: It's because I watched this show with my dad. It was about these uh, coneheads, I think was. Yeah, the coneheads. Fucking could not sleep for like a year. <laughs>
0: All right. Anyways.
2: For, for a very long time, I had these nightmares that the coneheads are going to come and take me and... It was just it was just out of control.
1: Okay. Well seeing my parents bang sounds a little more
2: also disturbing, um, but yes. What is it called? In Czech we call it Akta X.
1: Sure. Absolutely.
2: In in America you call it The X-Files.
1: X-Files, yes, yes, yes. That
2: fucked me up too. I couldn't sleep for multiple years. All
1: right, guys. Well, if you enjoy tangents like this and also us talking about the single life, get on on over on (laughs) the Patreon. We're also putting up the last episode of Love is Blind after the altar. You will get that very shortly. The other two are up there already, so hope you're enjoying that. Also, make sure you're following the podcast, the one you're listening to right now. It's so easy to do. It's so easy to follow the podcast. All you got to do is look down and smash that follow button.
2: Guys. Smash it like it's as yes, hot and bright, like Doctor Spears' outfit. Woo! Because that, woo!
1: put some sunglasses on.
2: I don't like colors. I don't wear colors. I wear blue sometimes. But her outfit, as bright as it was, I loved it. I guess maybe it's because. It went with her.
1: It was a statement. It was, it was nice. But
2: I, I was like, this looks amazing. If I put it on, I would probably, it wouldn't you look, look like, that good.
1: You look like two different highlighters fighting.
2: I'm also very pale. So True. I think, I think pale people don't go, don't do well with Brightness. such bright y- yeah, colors. Your, your
1: skin tone is blinding me right now. I don't need.
2: Yeah. But I just, I looked at her, I'm like, this is nothing I would ever wear, but I love it. it I nice. loved it on it was, her. It looked it nice. very nice. I, it was hot.
1: I forget the exact, it was hot pink, I think, right? It was a hot pink and pants yellow. and there's a
2: highlighter yellow yeah. top.
1: Nice. Shout out to that. That's about where my appreciation for her ends and we'll get into it. Not the biggest <laughs> fan of Dr. P. Well, you, if you couldn't tell. Um. All right. One last thing. Thank you guys for the reviews. You're sending them in. We love them. So keep them coming. We love, love. That's a Darcy thing. I don't know who loves love on who loves love on maths.
2: I mean, they all...
1: They're trying.
2: They're trying.
1: They're trying. If it was
2: Justin... <laughs>
1: that's Justin. For
2: well, me, speaking of Justin, I don't like him, but on this episode, I was kind of agreeing with him. We'll
1: get into it. We'll all get, right? into, we'll get it. into it. I think it's time. I think it's time. So, yeah, send in those reviews. Let's get into it. Let's talk about... Episode 12 of season 15 of Married at First Sight. We're going to start with one of my favorite couples now.
2: Absolutely favorite, Kristen and Mitch and Luna. Let's and not forget about Luna. I can't forget I love about Luna
1: Luna's a baby. Cannot forget about Luna. There's someone else there to start. And my question is Did Mitch bang Shayna? So Shayna is this friend that Mitch is FaceTiming to get advice. And it's very personal advice it's it's sexual advice and i don't know why you go to a girl for that if you didn't have sex with them
2: i think it actually makes a lot of sense
1: tell me so you'd be okay if i reached out to a girl and said who's the sloth exactly exactly (laughs) would you be okay about me talking about our sex lives with another girl
2: well let's say if it's if it's a girl who has a husband and we all we all know each other.
1: Yeah, I then, don't think that's the case. They were roommates. No. No, they, no, they were roommates. They were neighbors and they became very close friends during the pandemic.
2: Yes. I don't think they banged. I don't think he would pull her into this if they banged, because there are gonna be questions asked afterwards. Maybe Christian would be like, Hey, who is this girl? Then he would have to lie, and then she would find her two minutes of fame. She's going to come out. It's going to be a big deal. <laughs> I don't think, I hope he didn't bang her.
1: Well, Mitch didn't tell Kristen that he spoke to to Shayna.
2: Oh, we didn't see it. Oh, we
1: didn't see it. But I do recall Mitch saying, oh, I'm celibate like Justin is. Like weeks ago, he said he was celibate. Yeah, and but so not,
2: I, not by choice.
1: Not by choice. So I don't think he banged her. No. I just found it a little interesting that he's going to call... This girl who who he became close with to be like, so things in the bedroom aren't great.
2: I mean, look at Alexis. She has a lot of good guy friends. I mean, I used to have more guy friends than girlfriends that I would talk to more. It's
1: not about being friends with the opposite sex. That makes complete sense to me. It's So Mitch needed advice because he was too comedic in the bedroom with Kristen. Kristen called him out. It kind of put a halt to their sex life. And so he's telling Shayna this and Shana's like, I know you, you like to joke around. But if, but if we were being intimate and you were, and you were joking around, yeah, it would throw me off too. So she's having to put herself in the shoes. She's having to put herself in bed with Mitch to have this conversation. And that's why I find it weird. I wouldn't want some guy putting himself in bed with you to have a
2: thoughtful conversation. No, but you and I often put ourselves into all kinds of situations on this podcast, including, Oh, if we, if we get a divorce, which is a horrible thought, right? True. So we keep, we keep doing this. Okay. I, I think you are overthinking this.
0: Um, fair I enough. I <laughs> tend to do that.
2: I really don't think that was a big deal, but what was a little bigger deal is that their sex life is a non-existent because of Mitch's comedic and humorous comments in the bedroom. <sighs> His words. Yeah. and, that's but that affected Kristen, but it also affected Mitch because she called him out on it. And now Mitch is like, uh, OK, so there is this thing, this thing hanging in the air. Yeah. That's kind of preventing them from getting intimate again.
1: Yes, for, for sure. For sure. I don't think much came of this conversation with Shayna. I don't think she shined any. Great light. She
2: shamed any light. Ooh.
1: I don't think she did. She was basically like, well, Why don't you talk to your wife and see how she really feels? yeah And Mitch was like, That's that's a really good idea. She probably talked. <laughs> because I'm sure she likes some playfulness, but you know, she doesn't want me to be a stand up comic. and <laughs> Maybe a lay down comic in the bedroom, but definitely not a stand up comic.
2: I have to say that out of all these people, Mitch went from someone I was like, Oh my gosh, what a moron to I actually like Mitch. Like yes. he is still, he definitely has a personality, and he has his own little issues, and he's very specific when it comes to certain things or ignorant, call it whatever. But whenever she calls him out on something, yeah. he like acknowledges it and apologizes, and is really like, "Oh shit! Like I'm, I'm sorry. Like I don't hear myself. As this is, you I've never lived with anyone. This is new for me. And so for me, Mitch has grown so much.
1: He has. And it goes to the old saying, don't judge a book by its cover. Unfortunately, or not unfortunately, but just the way things are with this podcast, we have to judge people on first impressions. We see them episode one. Here's our thoughts. Of course, you shouldn't do that in real life. You should give people a chance. So, yeah, now that we can weigh and balance everything he's given us, we go, eh. He's got some idiosyncrasies. He's got some not so great qualities, yes. but overall, not the worst dude we've ever seen on this show.
2: Yes. And he, I think he's just learning. I think this whole thing is such a learning opportunity for him because he's never been in such a situation. He's been a single dude yeah. his whole life, right? Celebrate apparently lately and not by choice.
1: <laughs> you like to keep rubbing that in. <laughs> Sorry if you're listening, Mitch. We know it's not by choice. You are trying to get after. But it's not your fault. Let's talk
2: about them sharing with Dr. Pia, with colorful Dr. Pia.
1: Yeah, Dr. Pu comes in and Is she Piu? I call her Piu cuz she stinks. That's right, she stinks. She's the worst doctor that's ever graced this television, okay? And we had one of our friends call in and tell us DP isn't even a real therapist or something, right?
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know what's up with that. We didn't, we
1: didn't follow up. I'm sorry, and I'm sorry for calling you out, but at least she plays a good one on TV. I don't think P.U. is even playing a I mean, good one on TV. I mean, she's a
2: professor of sociology, so she has to have something.
1: No, she could just be a professor.
2: Doesn't well, yeah, mean, but.
1: She, she must have a doctorate, which I guess technically I'm makes you a doctor. I'm pretty sure
2: that she must be certified. We, we
1: shouldn't talk without Having no, I'm saying
2: it. I'm pretty sure. Obviously, I don't know shit.
1: We didn't research it. We didn't check it out no. on LinkedIn. But all right, Pu comes wants to know how the trust is, and they agree trust is good. Even though things were a little rocky in the beginning, we've come around. Trust is good, and so P is like, all right, well let's let's test that trust. I got a stack of cards with some questions. Let's play.
2: Ooh, all right. The first one was. Who was your childhood hero? And before we dive into this, who was your childhood hero? Go. I don't
1: think I had one. If I'm being 100% honest, I don't think I had one. I think I had moments of inspiration throughout my life. And to this day, I, I still do. Mm-hmm. But I don't think there's one person where I look at and I go, That's, that was my North Star. That's who I looked to. That's who inspired me. I yeah. think at different ages, there was different people. Whether it was as a young kid and playing guitar I looked at John Mayer, right? Corny, whatever. But I did. I think it's great. Then I got into my field and I looked to the, the leaders of that field and I was like, that's, that's who I want to be. That's my inspiration. And then sure, I look to my parents, no doubt. When it comes to relationships, I look to my parents and I go, that's it. That's what I want us to have. That's what mm-hmm. I think we do have. Yeah. So I don't think there's just one childhood hero that I had. I think throughout my life, I've looked at different people at yeah. different times.
2: That makes more sense. Utopism. No heroes.
1: No heroes, right? No heroes. I can be your hero, baby.
2: I mean, I get. It. I do have inspirations, or I don't want to say when I was a kid, people I was obsessed with, but a healthy obsession. Like I loved Good Charlotte, right? <laughs> I loved Green <laughs> oh Day. Boy,
1: you said it enough.
2: I loved Jurassic Park with like the movie, right? And yeah. I But I never had like, oh my gosh, like this superhero or this person. It's like, wow, like I'm going to be them. Yeah, yeah,
1: and not to shit on anyone's parade here, but I think probably people just use that word too generously. Oh, that, they're my hero. I think they inspired you. A hero saves somebody, right? I guess. So I'm sure in certain circumstances, someone saw Steven Spielberg, to use a Jurassic Park reference, and and maybe Steven saved that person because they were in a bad situation. They got inspired by Steven and then pulled themselves out of it and made a success of themselves. Sure, then that's, that's a hero. But I think most of the time we're just talking about people who inspire you. Yeah. Um, for, for Mitch, there's <laughs> the buff dude. The buff dude was always the hero for me. And I, I used to see him and then I would write stories and, and I would be the buff dude. I would put myself in the story as the buff dude. And Pia's like, you you have a strong desire to be a protector. And I'm like, all right, here we go with the elementary <laughs> psychology. Here we go, PU. Let's get it started. Everything with her, this episode was so surface, so basic. I could have pulled that out of my ass after <laughs> two classes of Psych 101. It was just, it, it, it wasn't for me, but if it helps people, then that's all that matters.
2: Yes. So then Kristen says, is her mom.
1: She's a baddie. My she's mom's a baddie. My she's a, a baddie. Cuban
2: immigrant. She went from nothing to being an executive at her firm or like a high position person at her firm. And she's rich, not just with money. Okay, but
1: wait, you're, you're talking about now. You're talking about the... <laughs> uh, was, she, was she this way to you as a kid, Kristen? Because we're talking about childhood hairs. Was your mom buff? Was your mom buff? Because <laughs> we're talking about childhood heroes, Kristen.
2: I honestly didn't think that was that bad, but Kristen found it very offensive.
1: Yeah, I see both sides because I'm the Mitch in that situation. I'm such a stickler for, well, that's not what was asked. That's mm-hmm. not the question. We were asking childhood and now you're talking about how she has a nice house now. And so- he
2: even asked, he was like, are you talking about, guy like, he didn't just say, oh, no, you don't mean that. Like, he wasn't, like, rude about it.
1: No, he was clarifying. And I think you have to read the room in that circumstance and go, you know what? She's having a moment. She's she's being emotional. She's being vulnerable. She's telling a real story about her past. Let's let it be. Let's give her poetic license. Maybe this wasn't a childhood hero, but this is someone who's inspired her throughout her life. Let's give her a little license here to express herself. And Mitch didn't. And that set her off. That really pissed her off. Mm -hmm. And she starts getting very emotional and crying and just being like, I just, I just want Mitch to say, wow, what a great story. (laughs) (laughs) She sounds like an amazing woman. Which, that's also the wrong reason to tell that story. So don't, don't tell that story, Kristen, if the whole reason to tell it is for someone else to like applaud and give your mom props. The question was, who is your hero? Yeah. Not who Who is going to impress the rest of the room? So I think her response said it all. It's like she tried to spin this story so that other people were wowed and impressed with her upbringing and her mom's upbringing. And I think that was telling. But again, I think Mitch was a little wrong for for poking and jabbing.
2: Yeah. And he acknowledges. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know that this was not appropriate. The like classic Mitch. Yeah. Right? Well, let's, let's
1: pick another card before this gets any more serious. Let's pick another card.
2: All right. What would your children be like?
1: Uh, our, our children?
2: <laughs> I'm like, uh-huh. really, dude?
1: Uh, come on. Like, yeah. And I thought that was a moment where you just narrowly escaped the demise yeah. of this relationship. And now you're going to go at it. Our children? Yeah. Who else's children? Mitch. But um,
2: he saves it. He's like, that, thing that would be pretty awesome. <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty awesome.
1: A strong sense of love, but also we run a tight ship. So, you know, you get the, the best of both worlds. And Kristen's like, yeah, the rule follower and the rebel. Who's who? I really. Uh,
2: Kristen is such a rule follower.
1: She is, huh?
2: Yeah. Okay. When she talks about her childhood, everything was very strict aligned. But I feel like Mitch is like yoloing through his life. No,
1: I feel like Mitch is a real follower. Like, no, don't throw that out. Pick up the litter. It's the like,
2: only thing he does, like the sustainability. Very, but it's thing. so
1: rigid. It's so that's why I feel like that's not rebellious.
2: I think he's a rebel in all other aspects, hmm. but the planet.
1: Okay, that's a that's a fine thing to not rebel against. I don't think we should rebel against the plan. But
2: to have a kid, they would need to bank.
1: Yes. Let's talk about the sex life. Pia wants to know about the sex life. And Mitch just comes out and says, we kind of put the brakes on sex. It's been a couple of weeks, which was surprising. I thought maybe it's been a few days. Maybe it's been a week. They've only been with each other for a handful of weeks. And now they've been celibate for a few. And Mitch says, we were getting physical, started getting a little too funny. And Kristen didn't (laughs) Kristen didn't like that. And Pia's like, oh, tell me more. I need to know more about this. They won't divulge details.
2: Which I appreciate. I don't in appreciate a way. that. Well, well you're, you're no, putting your
1: life on TV, put it on TV. No,
2: I don't appreciate it from a viewer standpoint. But from the fact that Kristen was like, you know what? Like I don't want to put I don't wanna put Mitch out there. Like this is just between I, us. They, I, they kind of mess said it, but
1: I feel like Mitch. Blows up condoms and puts them on his head or something <laughs> before he puts it on. And I feel like he's doing physical gags or he's doing like, knock, knock. Who's there? It's like Mitch's dick. <laughs> it's like, you know, like a, I don't, I think it's cringy or corny. I don't think it's, maybe it's uncomfortable. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, He does. He describes his sex life and he's like, it's awkward, funny. It's weird sounds and it's fluids. And so, yeah, he's. He's probably pointing things out that don't need to be pointed yeah. out in the moment, I guess. Um, and Kristen goes, yeah, maybe after we've been married for 10 years, that'd be acceptable. But this is a stranger yeah. marriage. We, this is new to us. And so keep those things to yourself. I don't know. This is why to have an honest discussion about it, I need to know what it is. Because on the one hand, I'd go, wow, look at how comfortable he is. To something, something goofy happens in the bedroom and he's comfortable enough to call it out as opposed to just being like, nope, nothing happened yeah but it depends what it is It depends that's why I want to know to have a thoughtful discussion about it. What are we talking
2: about? Mm. Well we don't, we don't know who knows we don't know but uh, yes let's go to the beach let's go to the beach beach Do We have a luna We did have a luna at the beach she was there
1: <sighs> yeah, and they're doing more questions yes and we get this one question, the toughest experience you've had to overcome. <laughs> How dare you laugh, Teresa. How This was tough for him. This was tough.
2: Okay, okay. He,
1: do you know how hard it is to start a, sun, a sustainable sunscreen business, mind you? Not just a sunscreen business. A sustainable sunscreen business in, in non-plastic packaging?
2: <laughs> what does that even mean? That's
0: a
1: very tough experience. <laughs> never came to fruition. I wish we saw him on Shark Tank, but never came to fruition. He got super down on himself, but he said it was a learning experience and he was able to pick himself up and it helped him to get to where he is now.
2: Good. Okay. How
1: dare you laugh at that?
2: So, yeah. Next time he does something dumb, Kristen can blame it on this sustainable, (laughs) sustainable sunscreen.
1: (laughs) Okay. Next card. Favorite sexual position and why?
2: It's a Luna style.
1: It is Luna style. <laughs> and when Kristen yells, doggy style, Luna's face. Luna's poor face.
0: It's like, That's for me.
2: That's me. That's my style. Her,
1: oh, that dog is too cute.
2: The dog is so cute. So small.
1: And Mitch... They got too comfortable or I don't even know if they got too comfortable. I think they were so uncomfortable. They were trying to overcompensate for how uncomfortable they were because just yelling doggy style at the beach is unnecessary. <laughs> but Mitch is like, I agree. It puts me in a lot of control. And I was like, not necessarily the right answer.
2: Well, you can pull it out easily.
1: But he goes, I can do exactly what feels good for me. Oh, and he's like, well, you know, for, for us, like it was very selfish. And Kristen feeling a little, a little bold after screaming doggy style at the beach. She's like, "Do you like to be in control?"
0: Oh Jesus! <laughs> Mitch
1: is like, "I like to be in control and out of control. <laughs> I like, I like when you're in control too. I like when you're on top." It's great. Like, it's great to be pampered.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's, it's like someone talking to you, like, "Should I pamper you?"
1: That's what I'm gonna say to you next. I'm gonna be like, "You haven't pampered me in a while, Teresa." <laughs> Right, so come over here and pamper me. Stop it. Come over here and crawl across this desk and pamper me. <laughs> Luna it was like digging holes trying to get away from this conversation. It was so awkward. Luna is a baby. Um. Okay. And then let's keep this party rolling. Back at the apartment, it's time for some sexercise.
2: I roll down sexercise. You're right. Yeah, we've said
1: it before on this podcast.
2: Sexercise.
1: Sexercise. All right. Exploring the body without words
2: and jokes or
1: jokes, but. Hot wax, which is it's no body wax. It's still hot wax.
2: I love hot wax. On your body? I've never done that, but I always dip my fingers I was, in it.
1: I was about to have a lot of questions. We we're about to turn <laughs> these mics off. I was like, because you've never done it with me.
2: <laughs> no, I always love dipping my I fingers know. in the candle. I'm sure it must be the same. One of
1: the best things I've ever done. I was at a fair
2: in, uh, I
1: think it was in Connecticut. Maybe in the Big E. No, I think it was in Connecticut. And it's like a hot wax thing. You stick your hand in it. You make a mold. So I made like the rock on Uh hand gesture. You stick it in wax. You take it out and you dip it in cold water and it just congeals. And then you have a wax mold of your hand. And it just feels so good going from the hot wax to the cold and then slipping your hand out. It's very sensual, Theresa.
2: I was like, they sell... This wax for your hands and feet that you just basically make it hard. You dip it in and softens it, your skin. Oh. I feel like I'm going to buy it, it. It's going to be beautiful. It's girls
1: night. Let's do that. <laughs> we, can, we can pamper. We can pamper oh, each boy. other.
2: Oh, boy. All right.
1: Should we move on?
2: Let's move on to Sasha and Nate.
1: Okay. So PU is paying them a visit as well. She's got to check in on their trust and their intimacy. And Stasha says, well, last time you saw us with the color wheel wasn't great. Things have gotten better. It's been a couple of weeks and and we've definitely progressed. That's, That's Stasha's assessment. I think Nate felt a little differently.
2: Yes. He says she still doesn't fully trust him because of her trust issues.
1: Of course. Here we go again with the trust issues.
2: Classic.
1: Right? And apparently... They were talking before Dr. Pia came over and was like, well, what should we ask her? What do we want to talk about? And Stasha wanted to ask Pia, how do you develop more trust? And Nate's like, well, define this trust issue. And I'm with Nate because I don't understand. I don't think he did anything to lose her trust. Yeah, no, he didn't. Right? It's not a bin situation. No. bin. sure. Whether I'm... Spoiler alert, I'm still Team Ben.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm kind of like, I don't know. The only reason why I'm starting to think that he maybe did something worse than BC is because he keeps owning up he's to that. He's very, yeah,
1: he's, if he's innocent, I hope he never gets charged with anything well, like, that, I, like making a murderer. Yeah. Ben would be like, maybe I did murder her. Maybe I did. I'm sorry. I murdered her right in the face. Yeah. Right in the face. And so
2: that's my thing It's because I, if, Someone's blaming me for something that I would know that I'm innocent. I would never say, no, yeah, I'm sorry, I did it. Absolutely fucking not.
1: But first of all, people falsely convict all the time. Second of all, if there were cameras on you, you might go, I'm going to take the high road. I want to look good. I want to come out of this thing clean. I know I'm going to have a lot of opportunity out there, so I want to look like a good guy. And so then he's just like, yeah, I'm owning up to it. Sure. If I hurt you, yeah. I take full responsibility. That's why I go... I don't know. There's still no proof that he did anything that
0: bad. Well,
2: that's the thing. Yes, we don't know. Like, if it's just the fact that he talked to Justin about things, that's one thing. But what did, was he What was he telling Justin? She's not a nurse? Or was he saying like, oh, she's disgusting. I cannot stand her. Like, what was he? If he was saying shit like this about her, then I'll be like, yes, shame on you. Yeah. But if he just said, hey, like, I have a hard time with Morgan. I don't know how to approach her. Like, we... You know, she's such a strong personality. Like,
1: I think, yeah, I think that's what it was because Justin is so sensitive. I don't think he would love Ben as much as he does if Ben was this true. trash talker, shitty person.
2: Well, before we get there, like okay. let's finish <laughs> so, Stasha and Nate.
1: They're talking about the trust and Stasha says something interesting. She goes, if I can't fact check something, I'm not going to believe it. That's her definition of trust is you're going to tell me something. Then I need to double check it. And if it checks out, now I trust you. That's not trust.
2: That's not trust. No.
1: That's not That's not trust. That's just fact finding. So if Nate said, yeah, I'm at the hairdresser getting my hair done. And then she has to look at his location yeah. on iPhone tracker and it's the hair salon. Then she goes, okay, I trust you. That's not trust. Trust would be I'm at the hair salon. All right.
2: Drive safe. Drive safe when <laughs> yeah. you leave.
1: It's crazy to me. So she has zero trust.
2: It must something must have happened in her past.
1: I I have to imagine something happened in I her. I mean, she talked past. about
2: not being lucky in love, but I think something deeper happened.
1: She must have been cheated on
2: multiple times. Multiple
1: times, or I guess her.
2: Oh, lied to or something. I don't know. Lied.
1: To. To, it's it's not good at all. Yeah. And. Pia says she needs to relinquish control to be able to trust Nate. And I think that's true. I think you have to, whether, no matter how uncomfortable it is, give him a chance to actually lose your trust. Yeah. Because so far he hasn't. Give him, be vulnerable. Give him a chance to lose your trust. And then you'll see whether you can trust him or not. Yeah. Right now you're just acting like you can't trust him. So you're never going to trust him. Very so, true. So you have to make a change and allow that to happen. So Pia wants them to come up with an activity where she does have to put trust in Nate.
2: And so here's the sex basket and <sighs> the keys.
1: Here's some furry, she, some furry handcuffs.
2: Yeah. Like here's the sex basket and keys to the sex dungeon.
1: Which they go to.
2: Yeah, and what was that about? Like, was he like a...
1: What was this place? Is this an Airbnb? This Is this... I don't know. Some guy's man cave. What are we talking about here? Where can I book it? It looked really? no. It was too much. For, it was this whole segment was funny, cringy, exciting, awkward,
0: mm-hmm.
1: all all in one. I mean, it starts with Nate blindfolding Stash and handcuffing her to the bed. Which did allow me to get confirmation. Stasha has other tattoos yeah. so that the wedding date was not the first, but this whole thing was out of control. I mean, it is definitely a, tr- a test of trust to, yes. to allow someone to handcuff you. Granted, there was others in the room. There was cameras, yeah, I was nothing gonna that say. bad's going to happen, but let's remove that and talk about this as an activity between two people. That is trust. Mm-hmm. There are so many things. Forget about even, I'm going to handcuff you and do things to you sexually that you're not okay with. I'm going to handcuff you and just leave. Yeah. Right? You really have to trust the person to do that. They do it and she's blindfolded and it's like, open your mouth, open it. I'm going to put something in your mouth. And I'm like, stop, just stop. Like, I, <laughs> I, I know what's happening, but just stop because it's making everyone uncomfortable. And then they start making out hard. And then. I don't know if you want to take it away and describe he put
2: his freak on and put her on a sex swing.
1: Oh, you're skipping you're skipping the blanket. He puts his blanket over his head. It's, he's building like a blanket for yeah. over her crotch. And I think trying to perform oral sex on her.
2: I guess it
1: got very intimate, very hot and heavy. And then, yes, we just cut to her swinging from the doorway <laughs> on a sex swing.
2: But he was like he was like really doing it.
1: Oh, yeah. It was out of control. I hope Debbie and Tony didn't watch this episode because that's going to give them all sorts of ideas <laughs> over in Vegas.
2: But yeah, this was a little dirty, but.
1: It was crazy, but did it build trust? Maybe. I don't know.
2: I don't know. Yeah. I don't know.
1: I don't know. We're going to have to wait until next week to. I'm
2: curious about these two because they seem to, I think they can be good together, but at the yeah. same time, she needs to start trusting him and kind of, like, relax a little bit with all these ultimatums. Um, I, if you don't love me by that day, yes, that's that, it. Like, come that,
1: on. That stuff, that stuff. I'm still waiting to see the progress from Nate. Although, no, I'll take that back. I'm seeing progress. I'm just waiting to see more. Yeah. But again, he's done nothing to lose her trust. No. But if you want to build it, then you do have to take actionable steps. And it's more than just dry humping her in a sex swing.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> At least that's from my professional opinion.
2: All right. All right?
1: right. All right. I think before we go any further, we have to take a break because these, this, whew, it's going to get intense. We're going to address some big things. And so I think we should take a break. We'll come back and we'll, we'll start with Alexis and Justin. All right. All right. Let's take a break. We'll be back in a second. And we're back.
2: Hello, Jonathan.
1: Hello, Teresa. Are you ready to get into this thing?
2: Let's do this.
1: I'm going to stop because I have to go to the club, actually. But then (laughs) when I come back, when I come back, we're going to talk about Alexis and Justin. I'll be back from the club in a second. (laughs) I'm just kidding. But this is the whole argument, right? They're waiting for Pia to come and they're arguing already. That Alexis spends too much time with her friends, and Justin doesn't want it. And Justin apparently said, "I forget. I want you to be free." When yeah, he it?
2: vowed to let her be free. Let you
1: be free, free like a bird, free bird.
2: Yes, but he's right because he says, "I'm not telling you not to see your friends, but there should be some balance."
1: I agree. Pia arrives, and that's that's the first thing he says is, "Yeah." We're in this argument, this discussion, because Alexis goes to the club every weekend. I'm not asking her to stop, but I want there to be this balance. And Alexis cuts him off and says, it sounds great. When he says that, yeah, it sounds great. But I don't always go to the club. Sometimes it's a brunch. But I've compromised. It's one day a week. It's an hour or two. Okay.
2: I don't buy that you go out to a club for an hour or two. I need...
1: Lie detector tests hooked up. I need to know again to have an honest discussion. What are we talking about here? Because if it's brunch, yeah, it's an hour or two.
2: Yeah, bottomless, yeah,
1: brunch, bottomless yeah. brunch only lasts until 10 a.m. Teresa. So I what get are you
2: talking about it starts then.
1: It only lasts till 12 p.m. It's 10 to it's two hours, it's three hours max. I believe if she says it's once a week for two hours, maybe mm-hmm. if it's brunch, if she's going to the club, yeah, maybe a few more hours. If she's going to the bar for a drink, maybe it's. I've gone, when we lived in the city, I would meet up with a friend after work for two hours, come home. Yeah. It's fine. If that's the case, I'm Team Alexis, especially if she's tried to include Justin and he doesn't want to. Now, just because you don't want to go out, Justin, that means I have to stay in? I'm going to say I'm Team Alexis if it's as she says.
2: All right. I agree. Here is what I'm going to say. Going to going to a brunch, sure. Brunch is fun, it's during the day, but going to clubs with your friends every weekend is a single person activity. You're at a club, you dance, you get closer to people. Like you're not when a guy starts dancing with you or a girl, yeah. you're not gonna be like, I'm at it. You're no, gonna be I drinking, you. you're not gonna be in the, in the groove. I like going to clubs once in a while, maybe, but we would probably go together. But do I even want to go to clubs? I don't. Clubs are miserable for married people.
1: I couldn't agree more, and that's where I go. I need to really. I want to see your calendar. I want to see where you're going, how long you're going for, (laughs) because it matters. If she's going to the club every Friday night, that's messed up, hundred percent. If she's going to brunch every Sunday maybe it's messed up if it's every Sunday but if she's tried to include Justin and he says no then I think at the end of the day she's just not that into him
2: absolutely not
1: I've said it from day one I don't think she is I think she laughed and was uncomfortable when he said he loved her and so she's like yeah like Again, cameras are here. I don't want to look like a complete asshole. So I'm going to try to play along. But I don't think she's that into him.
2: I think when she said, I love you back, I think she was just mesmerized by this nice dude. What a, what a change. He's so sweet mm-hmm. and so nice and so attentive. And he's there for me. Love it. Oh, sure. I love you. Sure. But then the reality hits once you leave the honeymoon. And then the dogs and shit just went down.
1: So... Okay, Pia asks, do you think you're ready to be married? Why do you Why do you think you're ready to be married? And Alexis says, well, because I'm trying hard, and I wouldn't try hard if I wasn't ready. All right, that's as good of an answer as any, I think. I don't know really how you answer why do you think you're ready to be married other than that. But then she says, are you ready to be married to Justin. Oh, dun,
2: dun, dun.
1: so maybe we should end it right there because that's not good. That's, that's the, that's the honest answer. Yes. But it's not the answer anyone wanted to hear.
2: No. And also, yes, I get, when it comes to a marriage, yes, for them, they do need to try because they're strangers, right? Yeah. But you should not keep trying so hard every single day to the point that it's just not what you want because it's not going to get better.
1: Right. Especially if you're fighting this much. It's not even like we're trying to get a spark going. We're trying to have fun. You're trying to just get along, it seems like. There's so many fights happening that you're not even base level just content. It seems like you're upset.
2: Yeah. And again, I know that Mitch and Kristen are trying too and somehow... I'm okay with that a little more because there is this understanding between the two of them. Every single time there is a conflict, they both or one of them, whoever is in fault, which usually is Mitch, they acknowledge it. They acknowledge what happened. They want to take it and move on. And even Kristen's like, you know what? This is something I also learned. It's not all on Mitch. They have a different approach. And yes, in that case case i love that they're trying and they're trying hard but somehow when alexis says it it just doesn't doesn't sit well with me because if you're trying this hard and you're clearly not into him and you just fight why are you even trying that hard why don't you just end it
1: because there is an end date in sight i think if there was no end date in sight I mean, she said it a couple weeks ago. Oh, if we were not married, I would have left by now, right? I think that's the truth. I think she, like many, go, well, they're going to ask me if I want to stay married in a couple weeks. I'll just say no then, which is what you should do. We we would be pissed if she pulled an Alyssa and said, I'm out. Yeah. You, You signed up to last for eight weeks, and so I think that's what she's doing. I think she's just putting less and less effort in as the weeks go on. And then Pia brings up something or reminds us of something that I kind of forget. They've never banged.
2: Yes. And apparently, it's not because of Justin's celibacy, he's tried. She does not want him.
1: Her response was a little much. So this is where I start to kind of lose the... I, I start to take off the Team Alexis jersey here because she's like, if I can be honest and transparent, this conversation is very inconducive to my mental health and, and it's overbearing. I'm not a fan of it. It's like, you signed up for the show. you seen Pastor Cal. He wants he wants a slideshow of you guys in the bedroom. <laughs> you know what's coming.
2: I just feel like she just doesn't even want to picture banging Justin, and so talking about it is just not something she wants to do. I think she's
1: not into him. She's not attracted to no. him, but she doesn't want to say it, and so she she feels cornered. How do I answer this? I can't give the real reason, which is I don't want to bang him. I'm not attracted to him. He turns me off. Yeah. Right? So that's why she's just like, I'm going to shut it down. I don't – First of all, inconducive, I don't think is a real word, but (laughs) she she doesn't want to have to address it. So she's just like, I'm not a fan of this conversation. Let's not have it. Right. Yeah. And they, the other issue I'm kind of upset with Pia about is it did feel very much like Pia and Justin were ganging up on Alexis
2: Yes, I was gonna say like she was taking his side hard.
1: hard and immediately she basically sat down and was like, "Here's why Justin and I are mad at you, Alexis," and that's why I do not really, really had a bad taste with Pia in my mouth. That came out wrong. Um, <laughs> someone pee in my mouth. Um, save that for Nate and Stasha. But Alexis, when she goes, "I'm feeling dismissed. I'm feeling alone." You come in here and because I hang out with my friends for two hours, now I'm this unfit wife. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm back. I'm putting the jersey back on because if that's all she did yeah. and now you guys are attacking her, she hangs out with her friends two hours a week and now you're like, hey, you're not a good wife. I see your side, Alexis.
2: No, I, I agree. I think I see both sides. I still like Alexis and I still dislike Justin, but there's just a really bad match.
1: I agree don't don't, day
2: one. But here's the thing. I can't even think of what kind of a girl would be a good match for Justin. I almost felt Uh, like, yes, someone with a strong personality will be good for him because of his. But he's so whiny that who's going to put up with that crap?
1: I can't answer that question. I think I'm copping out a lot going, I need to know the, the real thing. Um Because I don't know if we're getting the authentic Justin. I think we're getting TV Justin. I think we're getting the show. I think we're getting him putting it on, going, I'm going to be this cool guy on TV. I'm going to put this on. I'm going to be Mr. Romance. And so we're trying to pair someone to that. I don't think that's authentic Justin. Yeah. I think authentic Justin's a lot more vulnerable. I think he cries a lot. We've (laughs) seen that. I think he's a lot more sensitive. I don't think he is this dick-slinging guy who's trying to be on TV, mm. so, so that's why it's hard for me to, to pair him with someone until I see the real him. But just one more Psych 101 segment comment that I want to make. When Alexis made the comment about, oh, I don't think I, I can be married to Justin right now or I don't want to be married to Justin right now, Pia noticed that he took his ring off. Yes. Right? And Pia's like, that's symbolic. You did it because she hurt you, and you were trying to hurt her. And I'm like, no, go back to psych school. <laughs> he did it because she said he didn't want to. She didn't want to be married to him.
2: Yeah, it's like it's a drop for him. It's He's over. Done. So she,
1: so he took it off. I don't think he was thinking. Oh, she, she just hurt me. How do I hurt her? She didn't even see you do it. So stop trying to look in, look at it this way, Peter. Well,
2: full disclosure, if you did that, I would feel very hurt.
1: But if you said, "Oh, I don't think I want to be married to John anymore." I wouldn't take my ring off and be like, see this? I'm trying to hurt you. I'd be like, all right, well, then I'm done. Like,
0: yeah. It, no, no. It's not that
1: vindictive. I think P is trying to make things out of things that aren't there because it makes her seem smart. Oh, see, she did this. So that's why you're doing that. It's like, no, she said she don't want to be married. So he took his ring off.
2: No, you're right. Uh, you're right. <sighs> well, okay. Then we see them sitting outside and answering the questions, right? The cards. Yeah, the cards. And. Justin's like, why can't we fucking just like be home and chill and watch TV? I mean, you can, but.
0: <laughs> that's not the show.
2: That's not the show. And if she really does. Okay. I think my problem is not that she goes out. Do, do you. You do you. But going out to a club every week. As that's what i said I'm before,
1: But she's saying brunch. So why are yes. we taking one side over the other? We're taking Justin's word. We're not going to take her no, word.
2: no, no, no. That's. I was just going to say, if it's she goes out to a club once, maybe twice a month, that's fine. That seems
1: like a lot. Two, two times a month at a club. For
2: someone who's married to a stranger and it's not working out.
1: Okay, but then that's the telltale tell sign. Justin's trying to say, I don't think it's working out because she's doing this. And Alexis is going, no, I'm, I'm still trying. If she's going to the club a lot, then I'm with Justin. I don't think it's working out. She's saying, I'm going to brunch. So now I go, well... We need to know the real answer before we can take <laughs> sides.
2: We're like, team Justin, team Alexis, team Justin, team I'm team, team truth. Alexis. Give
1: me the truth. And then I can make an honest assessment. True.
2: But Alexis is like, you know what? Like, I mean, going to clubs is like nothing. You haven't even seen me turned up.
1: Right. Right. And I don't like that of, oh, I could go, I could go out if I wanted to yeah. go out. It's like, well, now you're kind of making Yeah, threats. She's
2: like, I can go out Tuesday to Saturday every night and be fine the next day working. It's like. You're not making this better. I yeah. think they both are just being vindictive. For sure. Yeah.
1: For sure. Let's get to let's get to the main event here. Let's get to the sex exercise because this is every every man's fantasy and I am going to generalize and speak for every man here. Really? This is a woman in the kitchen where she belongs, Teresa, <laughs> and she's stripping. Come on.
2: She's not stripping, she's pole dancing. She's
1: pole dancing. Sorry. sorry, she's pole dancing. How on PC of me.
2: Pole dance became such a famous I mean famous, such a popular exercise. Everyone was pole dancing I'm in high waiting. school. Still waiting.
1: Still waiting through it.
2: I didn't do it. I didn't find it that interesting. But a lot of girls in high school were yeah. doing pole dancing classes. Okay. All right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but that's what we got going on here is Alexis set up a pole in the kitchen. Justin takes his seat in a dining room chair which just does not, those two don't go together.
2: And I almost feel like, all right, this seems like she's trying because this is very sexual for someone who's absolutely not attracted to him because something might come out of this. Even so, Justin is like, okay, uh, my pants are going to get tight.
1: dance on this pole.
2: Yeah. So I I was having a hard time reading this because is there something for Alex that she really is maybe trying and This could have been the time, but Mm. it's not because after a little dance, Justin (laughs) ruins the mood because again, he cannot read the room.
1: Do a little dance, make a lot of noise because they play the blindfold game. One person wears a blindfold. The other person (laughs) shares their thoughts. This is a dangerous game. And so Alexis puts the blindfold on and Justin goes first and he's like, all right, we're going to start with the nice things. Then we'll. We'll get to the mean stuff. I appreciate you. You're confident. I appreciate you trying. But I feel like I'm number two compared to your friends and to your dog. And I don't think you're ready to be married. And I'm like, all this after she just was on a pole for you?
2: That's what I thought. Yeah. I th- you should have You should have waited until the next day, dude. You you could have, if nothing, you could have gotten a BJ. Yeah.
1: And just, I think the main thing, as Justin says, is Alexis doesn't ask how I'm doing. I got rid of my dog. And she doesn't check in on me, care about me, care about Maya, and that upsets me. And so now he's questioning her. He's questioning the marriage. Mm -hmm. Then Alexis, she goes, he puts the blindfold on. I think you're doing the best you can. I know I'm, I'm a great woman. Even if I don't make you happy, I'll make someone else extremely happy. Your family is wonderful. I appreciate them. These were like goodbyes. Like they were saying yes. goodbye to each other and it was their last chance to, to jab. Mm-hmm. It was like, I don't know how much longer we're going to be together. So here's my last chance to be like, well, maybe I don't make you happy, but I'm going to make someone else happy. It's like, yeah. ah, this is not what this exercise was for.
2: Yes, but that was it. And Justin's like, that's it? There's nothing else you want to know? Nothing mean?
1: That, but also I was going, that's it? We're not going to address what was just said. We're not going to have a conversation about what was just said.
2: Well, she said to the cameras that we just turned into something else. She's like, I don't want to even go there.
1: This needed to be done yes. in the presence of a professional.
2: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Uh, Pia, whatever, the Inclu- DP, including PC. Including pole
2: dancing. PC would love it. <laughs> <laughs> PC
1: they're peeling off ones. But yeah, there needed to be a professional here because this imploded and it was not good.
2: Yes, but who's here for it? I'm. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Are you here for for Lindy and Miguel and uh, McGindy?
1: So a lot of thoughts about McGindy. I don't. I don't approve of this tactic.
2: The exercise. Yeah, that's, this that's never been. On maps before, right?
1: This is not American Marriage Warrior. It's not like <laughs> let's see what obstacles we can throw in their way. It's, well, if it's good, it's good,
2: and that's great. That's what I said. It's so DP like, it's so good. They have no conflicts. Let's create it. For that's you.
1: not the show. It, maybe for once, you guys made a good match. Well, let it happen. <laughs> like, let there be one good match. Not be like, well, we're gonna let the air out of lindy's tires and say it was miguel who did it and like <laughs> let's see what happens that's not the show
2: well we hear this knock on the door and there's a fake baby in a basket that shit creeped me out it looked fake too babies. real like i would oh like it looked why too would real. you like is it like for people to practice yeah they give, ah. it, they give it to
1: ninth graders in home ed class
2: really you guys have a home ed class what do you do there
1: I sewed, I cooked. You learn, you learn how to be a lady, Teresa.
2: (laughs) I guess we had something similar, but we just, I got like a D grade because I couldn't knit, I couldn't knit, um, what do you call that thing you put underneath your mug? A coaster. Yeah, I could not knit a coaster. I kept knitting this tiny sock.
1: <laughs> okay. I got a D. Why? It was supposed to be a coaster, but it turned into a
2: sock. Yeah, it was like this sock you could put on the on your on your uh, pinky.
1: But you were trying to make the pinky sock, or are you trying? No, to make I the was coaster? trying to make the
2: coaster. Everyone was making uh-huh. a coaster, and I just couldn't do that one move. Uh-huh. Then it turns into a coaster, and you start knitting around. Sure, I kept knitting up. Sure, and I got a D. I'm
1: sorry to hear. Yeah,
2: that. I was really pissed, and I never knit again.
1: I sewed a pillow. Like an accent pillow. It was fleece.
0: I did too. But it was
1: the University of North Carolina's logo. You were able to put like a logo on it? Why? I don't know. I think I just like the color. <laughs>
2: <'Cause>
1: I'm <not laughs> from North Carolina. I don't care about UNC. I just like I the color. I did
2: one that has this like tiger or like, no, the cheetah. Um, cheetah <laughs> like uh, fur good like fake, right?
1: Was this when they dripped hot wax on you too?
2: <laughs> it was not cool. I think I did it actually I did it in my breathing camp. Oh, boy. And I gave it to my mom. She still has it in her bed.
1: Oh. Maybe like, that's why you walked in on your parents. You wanted to go check on that pillow. <laughs> it's like
2: a tiny pillow. And I gave it to her. I was like, look what I caught for you. So aggressive, right? It's a little aggressive.
1: Anyways, McGindy. McGindy, the love child of Miguel and Lindy. I can tell within two seconds, Lindy is not ready to be a mom oh, because no. she's like freaked out by this, by this fake baby. She's grossed out by it. I'm like, it's a doll. Relax. Right?
2: Yes. And I Miguel's mean, was like having fun with it because he like keeps moving yeah. in and creeping <laughs> he he out. It's a
1: toy. He knows yeah. it's an absolute toy. Um, but then they do sexual Jenga. So they kind of do it backwards. First they get a baby and then they do the sex. But yeah, they do sexual Jenga. And they pull out a, a block and they read the question, what bedroom activity do you want to try with me? And the dumbest answer, the most safe answer, the most Hollywood answer, let's do like chocolate covered strawberries. That's what Lindy says.
2: What is that? I'll never understand that. That's a fucking snack. Give That's it to dessert. me. That's yeah.
1: dessert. It doesn't make, how does that, how is that sexual?
2: I don't know. Maybe if you shove it up your...
1: Shove it up your butt. Have someone eat it out. Now we're talking. But then... <laughs> Jesus. Speaking of this is not sexual, Miguel pulls the block and it says, take a body shot. So, Lindy has to take a body shot. So, I don't know if, Teresa, if you've ever taken a body shot. No, don't don't have to
2: just, I don't recall. Ooh, don't tell me. who, who Who's that slot?
1: <laughs> But Miguel lays down, balances a shot glass on his stomach... And then Lindy just leans over and picks it up with her mouth and drinks it.
2: Maybe he didn't clean his belly button.
1: There's other... Okay.
2: I think, like, There's belly buttons are so dirty. You guys have to clean your belly buttons.
1: Does your belly button hurt when you clean it?
2: It does. Mine's a little like bit. A little yeah. yeah, but you have to clean yeah. it because once my doctor told me that I had a dirty belly button, one of those, like, when they check you up, and they, they she said that You're a lot of kids... too much. A lot of kids yeah. come... I have dirty belly buttons. Yeah. But she was proud of me for having a clean belly button.
1: Remember when I thought my iPhone was broken because it wouldn't charge? <laughs> yes. And we took the iPhone to the Apple store. Yeah. And the guy pulled out lint the size of a t-shirt. <laughs> That's like my belly button every couple of months.
2: <laughs> Wait, you don't clean your belly buttons? I'm joking. I was, ma- I
1: was making a joke.
2: Okay. Uh, not
1: daily, but weekly, I would say. Okay, good. Um, Okay. That's not how you do a body shot. So just, I want to tell our friends how you do a body shot in case people want to try it at home. They don't know. There's two ways you can do it. Jesus. You either take the shot, Mm -hmm.
2: just like a normal shot,
1: and then you lick salt off a person's body. They can have salt on their wrist, on their neck, wherever. You lick the salt off, and then in their mouth, they have a lime wedge, and you go mouth to mouth, take the lime out. You know
2: that you start with the salt, right?
1: Okay, so you start with the salt. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm not good at tequila shots, but I'm good at body shots. <laughs> and then the other way is, yes, the classic way, you put a little lick, a little liquor in the belly button Ugh. and you suck it out. That'd be clean. That's how you do it. That's how you do it in the in the old yeah, days. I've but never done it. No, you do it the PC way. You put a shot, you, you balance a shot glass on your chest and whatever. And
2: she's like, make it, make it a margarita. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she's such a child.
2: She's- such a child.
1: Uh, and then they do this exercise where they gaze into each other's eyes for two minutes to see what pops up.
2: The baby, and, the McGindy is just peeking uh, in,
1: creeping yeah. in. Yeah. Um, then they get into bed with McGinty. Miguel did not let McGinty go all day. And Lindy didn't touch huh. all day.
2: Miguel is going to be a great dad. I think he
1: will be yeah. a great dad. But then McGinty freaks out and it's an issue.
2: <laughs> yeah. And he's <it's> like... <laughs> Lindy's giving it a bottle and it makes this sound and it's, it's supposed to be like the baby swallowing (laughs) and Lindy's like, it's glitching. (laughs) That was hilarious. (laughs) Hilarious. All right,
1: let's do this thing. Let's talk about Morgan and Ben. They're, they're on opposite ends of the couch. Couldn't be further from each other. And I love how Morgan now constantly wears scrubs. Uh She's like, do you believe me now? Ben, take a long, hard look at this getup. Do you do you think anyone can just buy scrubs? I'm and a nurse. Then
2: Doctor Pia comes. He's like, "Oh, Morgan, did you come? Did you yeah. just come back from work from did you your nursing s- job? Did you come straight
1: from being a professional nurse.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I notice your I notice your scrubs. Is that because you're a professional nurse? Um, yeah, she she arrives and they say it's been really tough. It's been disappointing.
2: Yeah, I have a thought. I think Ben has to stop working out that much because as uh, he was like, as he was, he's very ripped. I mean, the the body is good, but I
1: would do a body shot off those abs.
2: Well, <laughs>
1: it'd be like an ice luge of abs.
2: But, but as he was like getting a little nervous and anxious, his neck muscles were like dancing all over. The place. Oh really? He was like. Ugh. I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, That looks horrible.
1: He's something else. He Uh, (laughs) he cracks me up because he is so agreeable. He is like, he's so agreeable. He's so awkward.
2: So awkward. He doesn't
1: know what, he never says the right thing or does the right thing, but you can tell he's trying. So to me, it's adorable. Yeah.
2: But. Yeah, Morgan's talking about her disappointment. She really wanted a partner, but she didn't get one and she's crying and.
0: I went to the bathroom and grabbed a piece of toilet paper for <laughs> oh, her. <yeah.
1: laughs> gives it to her. I mean, this the thought. That's what I'm saying. Like, he, no matter what he does, it's wrong. But he's the thought is right. So, like, yeah. okay, I should get her a tissue. But he comes back with a roll of toilet paper. Not basically. even.
2: Like, it's like one. One secret. square. It's one square. Not the waste.
1: She just puts it on the side. But it, it gets so good because Pia's like, well, it sounds like. Sounds like you're you're vindictive. And Ben goes, can you use vindictive in a sentence? He's like, well, <laughs> What's vindictive mean? <laughs> and P is like, Well, it seems like you're intimidated by Morgan. And Ben's like, Yeah, just just a conversation is scary with her. She she has the temperament of my dad. And I just I just wish she, she would stay calm and, and be more constructive and use constructive criticism. And he admits he he runs away. He's run away a lot in his life. And Pia's like, why not fight for this? And so he goes, Well, I I guess I don't I don't know how to apologize. I I don't know how to apologize in a way that's good enough for Morgan.
2: He's been apologizing since this whole right. thing happened.
1: Well, he always goes, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He uses his words. And he goes, I've said I'm sorry. I guess it has to be an action, but I don't know how to do that. <laughs> And and Pia's like, okay, you want to do an action? Like, what well, what would you do? And Ben's like, maybe like a massage or something. <laughs> He's trying so hard, but it's always wrong. Maybe like a,
0: a massage.
2: Morgan's just really good eyes. Like, absolutely fucking. Maybe like enough. a massage.
1: Yeah, Morgan's just shaking her head. It is so, so funny. Also, is he scared to wake up Miguel's fake baby or something? Why is he whispering the whole time? He always do you- does. It's like maybe like a massage or
2: something. I I honestly, and I feel bad because I think it comes from his strict upbringing.
1: It must.
2: Like If she reminds him of his dad and he's afraid, that's not okay. I think he needs someone who's a little more like a little less aggressive.
1: Yeah. Oh, for sure. She needs to just... Foot off the gas, yeah. be a little more warm and welcoming. But I thought there was, it seemed like there was a moment of progress at the end.
2: Yes, because she said she would accept a genuine apology, not a massage. Yeah. A genuine <laughs> apology. Yeah, use, She's your waiting. use
1: your words. Use um, your
2: words. Yeah,
1: which seems okay. Maybe there's hope. Seems like maybe there was hope. Yeah. So then we get the guys hang and the girls hang. Yes. Let's start. Let's start with the guys, huh?
2: Yes, and Miguel comes with McGuindy, the oh, fake baby.
1: You gotta, you gotta bring McGuindy. And Mitch goes, "Wow, Mitch is all of us." He's like, "Their marriage must be really strong if they're just trying to throw curveballs <laughs> at it now." And Miguel <laughs> is like, "Yeah, well, McGindy's good for us. It's this other form of intimacy." And so all the guys are like, great, this is good. You guys are getting along. Perfect. Ben (laughs) tells the guys that Morgan told me I owe her an emotional apology. Uh So so I just got to like say I'm sorry with emotion.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And then he's like. I can't get enough of this guy. And then he's like, you know, Morgan, she's so strong physically, mentally. (laughs)
0: But she says physically like that. She like beat him up. But is he fighting that she's yes, going to? She
1: does like Muay Thai or something. Oh. Oh, it's so I can't get enough of him. And then uh, Mitch tells everyone that they've stopped banging, but he's he's not sure where he's at overall with, with things. He's having a hard time imagining the long term with Kristen, but he could say yes. If things go well, which is a little bit of a departure from what I was thinking he would say, because I thought he would say, oh, yeah, things are great. Like, yeah, but it's basically, I don't know if things are better. I'll say yes.
2: I th- he said he's he, he can absolutely picture them uh, saying yes on decision day. But he said he's having a hard time picturing the long term future. Uh, right, right,
0: right. Because
2: of all this and because he's never been in such situation. And So I think it's good.
1: Yeah. And then. Justin tells everyone the deal with Alexis, how she's going to the club, acting like a single person. The guys agree. Everyone's very team guy or team girl, depending yeah. on if you're a guy or a girl.
2: And Justin acknowledges the fact that he says that I know she's not attracted to me. Like, I, I know it. I tried banging her. She didn't <laughs> let me. Like She didn't allow me to cancel or end my celibacy. Yeah. I'm still a celibate. Ah.
1: and and Nate even picks up it seems like Alexis just isn't
2: into Justin
1: Uh, then we get the girls hanging and Lindy fills everyone in on McGindy although they don't get to meet McGindy they hear about McGindy
2: yeah she's like yes there's no banging without a protection after this little McGindy
1: (laughs) and Morgan (laughs) confirms I I want an emotional apology I want him to say sorry with emotion (laughs) and Stasha's like well you'll probably get it and not believe it so what's the point And I'm like, did you just go team Ben? Because it seems like everyone's taking Morgan's side. But Stasha, I think you snuck in a a team Ben comment because she's 100% on the money. Yeah, Morgan is so stuck in her ways and and so unwilling to hear Ben's side that Ben could give that emotional apology and she won't accept it.
2: However, Stasha is all about trust. True. So who knows? But then... We have Kristen talking about a pause in the sexy time, but it's all good. And she and here is something I mentioned before. She acknowledges that maybe she pushed Mitch away, and yes. so she wants to not fix it, but just to show him that that's not what she's trying to do. I, I I really like how they both keep making mistakes, but openly talk about them and acknowledge if something was wrong.
1: Well, that's it's interesting you say that because I was gonna say something similar is. From the beginning, right from the start, Mitch pushed Kristen away. Yeah. Saying, oh, I'm not really attracted to her. She's too dressed up. All that. Then it got better. Now Kristen pushes pushes Mitch away. So now they're even. Now mm-hmm. it's fair. Now let's come together and let's move yes. forward.
2: And Lindy's like, you know, nothing surprises me when it comes to bitch. I mean Mitch. <laughs> okay. Lindy's okay, one Lindy. Of us.
1: Yeah, You got to teach him how not to be a bitch.
2: Uh-huh. What Lindy a says, bitch, Mitch.
1: And then Alexis just says, you know, I thought I was going to have fun with my husband, but it's not that way. I want to hang out with my friends. I'd like if he came, he doesn't want to, he wants all of my time and he wants me to only give my time to him. And then she tells the camera, my relationships before this, they were, they were super fun. They were passionate. And I... Put myself in DP or PC's shoes. And I said, if they were sitting there, they would go, and those didn't work out. Yeah. Right. Of course, they would, well, my past relationship was this, my past relationship was that. Well, yeah, but it didn't work out. So you need to change.
2: Yes. And speaking of Alex and oh, Justin, boy. we see the Nest video.
1: If, if it's Nest, you know it's bad.
2: Yes. And then an actual video of the producers being <sighs> DP and PC and yes. whatever.
1: Oh, this producer was better than Dr. Pia. Dr. Producer was better than Dr. Pia because yes, Alexis, Justin, having this huge fight, Producer comes in to talk to Alexis and Alexis goes, well, since everything came out about me not wanting to be married to Justin, he's been acting different. And so he comes in and he's like, well, we had a conversation. All all sorts of things started coming out. It got loud. And Apparently, Alexis was shocked when they did the blindfold exercise. Mm. What she heard shocked her. And Justin reiterates to the producer, well, I don't want her to be at the club every week. And she's at at the club. She's always at the club. She's never with me. It's like, here we go again. Same thing over and over again.
2: Yeah. And then he mentions, like, you see, like, you didn't say it all. Because when she had a chance to say her concerns, she didn't. But the producer is like, Come over here, whatever of you. Sit down yeah. and chat it out. That's what I'm saying. Shut it out.
1: She did much mm-hmm. better than than Doctor Pu, and Justin's like, well, I feel like I'm not wanted. Anytime I try to have intimacy, I'm I'm shut down. And Alexa says, "There's emotional intimacy because I won't sleep with you. That's that's why you feel like you're unwanted." And Justin makes a good point. He's like, I just want to be on the same page, energy wise, which is so true. Like, yeah, if if you felt like you were giving a hundred percent and you were excited to see me and you thought I was getting 10% and excited to see my friends, you wouldn't be happy. You want
0: Mm -hmm. equal
1: energy. And so I'm with Justin on that. Um, and so Alexis goes, I think we have two different perspectives of what this single lifestyle is. This is not how I pictured marriage. I pictured marriage being fun. Oh, hold on. Alexis. We're talking about Alexis, not Alexa.
0: (laughs) All right. Like, who who's talking? Uh,
1: Alexa apparently has a lot of thoughts on Alexa. Ah. You know what, Alexa, we'll talk to you in a second. All right. Pipe down over there. We're almost done. <laughs> All right.
2: Oh my gosh, oh boy. She, you set uh, up a she, 50 second what timer. Am
1: I, what am I on? Hold on. All right. Well, I think that means we should end this.
2: All right. Let's end this.
1: Let's end this. 50
2: we, seconds. We've
1: said it all.
2: We've said it all. Guys,
1: thank you for listening. This was a great episode. We, we had fun. We hope you did too. Alex will not shut up. <laughs> uh, make sure you follow us on Instagram at Married Pod. Check out the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Married Through Reality. <laughs> okay. We're coming. We're finishing. Jeez. Um, thank you again for the reviews. If you haven't left one, we would appreciate it if you could. What is she talking about? <laughs> She's, list- She's out of her. Mind.
0: She's listing something. She's out
1: of her mind. All right, that means I've said it all. Alexa has said it all. Teresa, have you said it all?
2: Yeah, and I uh, guys mushy like it's as hot as.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Please follow the podcast. <laughs> as
2: hot as all this drama.
1: Oh boy, Alexa really threw something at the end. <laughs> Anyways, we'll talk to you guys soon. <laughs> bye bye.